Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Sarah, and welcome back to another episode of Talking Fast. Alongside me, just like every week, manager Jacob. I can't really see him though because there's something in my contact lens right now, and You're it's so distracting. It. Are you gonna be okay for the I, episode? I think I'll be fine, but if I'm off a little bit today, that's what we'll blame it on. Okay, we'll blame well, it on my contact lens. We've also switched. I have my phone here, so worst case, I can just call the paramedics really quickly. Great, amazing. Uh, I would like a please escort with the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, what are you drinking? Or actually, side note. To the audience, we are switching things up and adding eating as an option. Because, like, we say, what are you watching or reading? So, why isn't it, what are you eating or drinking? Sarah, there have been multiple times when you've asked me, oh, what are you drinking this week? And I'll be like, you know what? It's water, it's coffee again. Exactly the same stuff every week. But, but I had, eat, you know, maybe I had something to eat that day that was like fantastic and, and I, I just, you know, couldn't share. I think it's good to share like good restaurants and stuff as well. So, what are you eating? Or drinking. Okay, well, <laughs> the almost exact opposite of a good restaurant. But uh, you know what? People, people on this listening to this podcast probably know that a lot of the time I'll lower my bar for uh, things like chocolate. I like like mm-hmm. cheap chocolate and stuff like that. Yeah. There's a time and a place for certain indulgences, and yes. this week for me. Do you know grocery store danishes? You know, like the uh, can't kind of say the, I like danishes. The, so. And what about other baked goods? The end of the day, like. A little bit, a little bit. Sarah just admitted she doesn't like baked goods. She caught you. You mouthed that, so like the people watching on video would have caught that, but no one listening. You okay, can't get away with that. So explain the danishes to me, and then we'll we'll dive into. Okay, a multi pack of danishes. They're like relatively inexpensive. They're great to pick up. Mm-hmm. And I had a my sister had a concert the other night, so mm-hmm. I was going to go to this concert and was going to have dinner afterward. Needed a snack, walked into the grocery store, boom, danishes, hit the spot. They didn't have the lemon ones, though. Those mm, are my favorite. They did have blueberry. I, I 
my, I might have had Danish twice in my life. Okay, but you don't like baked I goods just, at all? I didn't grow up with baked goods. Like, ha- like legitimately three quarters of my family is gluten intolerant. So, like, we didn't grow up, like, eating baked goods. Like, the only time I ever really started eating, like, I- chocolate croissants, this is going to sound so pretentious, is because I went to France and I had really good ones. So then I was like, oh, I guess I like chocolate croissants now. Um, and then even a regular croissant, I don't really ever eat or any of those. I'm not, like, okay. a pastry cake, like person listen to each their own to each yeah. their own i respect but it, it sounds great and i trust i trust that they're yummy <laughs> <laughs> you know what it, it hit the spot for me what hit the spot for you this week quite literally the opposite of cheap grocery store danishes <laughs> i went to a very expensive meal at the context here is it was nolan and i's seven-year anniversary dinner congrats by the way it's so weird to me that people say congrats like like that's for, an accomplishment. I know. I guess it's an accomplishment. We but celebrate that was, love around here. Yeah, we do. But I just think it's funny when people are like, congrats. Like, it's not like I finished a marathon. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> anyways. So we were like, what are we going to do? And we decided to go to Prime Seafood Palace because we became big Maddie Matheson fans after watching The Bear. Right. And then he opened up Prime Seafood Palace, which is like his first like fine dining restaurant. And we're like, that's a good special occasion like to, you know, try it out. Neither of us are really foodies. I think that restaurant's turning me into a foodie. It was really? worth the hype. The best oh, shrimp it, I've ever ate in my life. Is it shareables? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's more like there. share. It's like sharing things. There's okay. only like 15 tables in the entire restaurant, so it's very small and intimate. Whoa. But everyone that works there is so fucking cool. So my biggest fear about this is like going in and like, I don't know, fine dining being pretentious and whatever, but everyone there... They could work at Maddie's Patties or at Prime Seafood Palace. They could interchange. You'd never know. Like, they're okay, all so cool. cool. Like, the vibe is just perfect. And everyone was so nice. And you don't feel intimidated. And the food was so good. They don't try to, like, upsell you or, like, I don't know. They just, like, tell you what's good. And, like, I don't know. It was a very great experience overall. The food was so bomb. I'm not a big steak person. And I loved the steak. I love a Bernays. And I dumped Bernays on everything. It was so yum. But the shrimp literally like to die for i will i hype up i could have ate like just eight plates of the shrimp to be honest really? and i tried caviar for the first time oh what did you think um it was good because of the dish it was in i wouldn't order I a tin say, okay, on my you own didn't just eat a spoon of no caviar. no no well i did to try it at first okay, okay. but i ate it with like an asparagus mussels cream dish situation that was bomb it's definitely not an everyday thing no but the guys beside me were eating like just loads of it out of a tin i go are, do you even enjoy that are you just ordering that to like show that you can afford See, the $400 tin say, of caviar. If someone is making caviar an everyday thing, it's not just like the expense of it, but that's, it can't be that tasty to just no, shuffle it. No, 100%. I think it's just like the experience of it. So yeah. overall though, great 10 out of 10. And it looks beautiful too. The architecture is nice. The, like, oh my God. I'm, I'm the softest was, wood. Like, I've, Architectural Digest did a video on it. I know. I, the name of the architects, they also did an East End uh, brunch yeah, spot Yeah, he's in from Toronto. Nova Scotia, I think. Yes, yes. And so the softest wood I've ever felt in my life. I don't know how to describe it any other way. Like, like you go in and everything's wood and like, I don't know, it was just, I was like feeling the bar like this for those watching on video. I'm like <laughs> petting the bar basically. It was <laughs> unbelievable. Highly recommend um, and worth the hype. Amazing. And slowly manifesting getting uh, Maddie, Maddie Matheson, Matheson on, on the, pod. the podcast. This is how we're going to start that campaign because we want Maddie Matheson on the pod really badly. So this is a good starting point. Sarah, what are we reading or watching this week? Okay. So yesterday I haven't sobbed at a television show or movie in a long time. Um, I bawled my eyes out to Queen Charlotte as I just sat on the couch and binged it all day. It's part of Bridgerton, but it's like a prequel to learn about the queen and her story. I loved it because it answered all these like unanswered questions you have from the Bridgerton series. Um, Their love story was so freaking cute. Both the actors in it were incredible. And I cried like a baby. It kind of just like hits you out of nowhere. There's like two things that make you start crying at the end. If you've watched it, you'll know. Um, 
but yeah I just I just started like weeping and then Nolan comes and he's like why are you crying and then I'm trying to have to relive it by explaining <laughs> to him what happened in the show and then I'm sobbing even more and uh. I, when I'm saying it out loud I'm like sounding so stupid for why I'm crying <laughs> I didn't even know but I couldn't stop it was ridiculous but it's good, good emotional release then it too. was a it's a good show though so for anyone that hasn't watch queen charlotte yet if you're on the fence go watch it what about you amazing well okay i'm i'm doing something and this is a little bit of a call out i'm doing another jacob morris psa on this one wow. i was going down a youtube hole a little bit and it gave me a throwback to the early pandemic days did you ever get caught up watching the bon appetit youtube channel at all no but i was caught up in the drama of it like i okay. knew all the drama but i never actually watched the, so a couple came series. up and I was like, oh, these, they just have such good or they had such good personalities yeah. that now thankfully have gone off and done their own thing. A lot mm -hmm. of them have their own YouTube channels that I didn't really know of until this past, you know, couple of days, but I've been checking those out and like they're putting out just as high quality content as like those mm -hmm. videos used to be. But yeah. like we don't support those kind of work environments nope, uh, we or do not. racism. So... Go watch the individual Sorry. channels. Yeah, go support all of those individual uh, creators who yeah. are doing amazing things that I didn't really know that they were out there doing. I love when you go down an old school YouTube rabbit hole though and like rewatch like old content yeah. that's like from years ago. It scratches like an itch in your brain. I really like it. Yeah, it was a good experience. Um, what are you listening to this week? Okay, I've got hooked on this new artist. I think it's Augustine. It's like this Swedish indie your rock spotify rap must be so fascinating <laughs> it is all over i think i have like all, <laughs> like for a year i must have like a thousand different genres i was gonna say like because that. like even on this like <laughs> jacob's like summer hits playlist you've got everything from like very basic top 40 to like okay uh, like this deep-rooted underground eurovision this shit. is what like, i was <laughs> <laughs> this is what i was gonna say so augustine uh he just released a new well not relative it was relatively new this uh song called mary cookins and oof, that is i've added it officially to jacob's songs of the summer it is on the playlist so go check that out and with the weather recently now it's appropriate to start listening to that playlist so. exactly it's I was public right tonight windows were down because it's a nice day yeah. outside the sun is shining and i was listening to is it, it a public playlist for our listeners it is a public to? playlist so if you search that it should come up amazing there's, um, a, there's a photo of me on this podcast as the cover <laughs> art <laughs> so you can't miss it um what do you got this week i have been listening to the official cavendish beach music festival playlist which uh. is all the songs from all the artists that are going because i'm manifesting going like last summer when i was there um not at the music festival but just at cavendish beach i was like oh my god i need to go to this music festival It'll be so much fun my little east coast heart half my east coast heart was like i need to go and like be on the beach and like listen to great music and like chris stapleton's going and kane brown and all these great artists right so shout out pei if you're going let me know we love pei <laughs> We're back with another solo, Jacob. It's I always say solo, but there's two of us. So I guess it's... Duo. Duo. We're back with another duo episode uh, of Sarah and Jacob. So what we wanted to do this week, someone gave us the great idea of interviewing each other. Because although we've worked together now for two years, two years in May, happy anniversary. Yeah, it's two years. Congrats to Congrats us. Congrats to us. <laughs> um, we've worked together for two years and we host this podcast weekly together and then we see each other like all the time. But there are questions that we've never asked each other and things that we don't know about each other that the audience also wouldn't know. So what we're going to do is these are questions we've never asked each other. 
right? Or that we we've know. written ourselves. Yes. And I don't know what Jacob's going to ask me and Jacob doesn't know what I'm going to ask him. So this will be everyone's first time hearing these questions. And hopefully you guys learn a little bit about us and then we learn a little bit about each other. Exactly, Sarah. This is this is right. And we don't quite know the vibe of each other's questions we, either. So this could go like <laughs> one of two ways. It could be like right on par and we could get really deep into something or it could just be a train wreck. Who knows? Who, uh, we're pretty similar, so I think it's going to be more aligned than we think. But I'll let you kick off with the first question. So okay. we'll go back and forth. I'm just going to toss out. I'm just going to toss out a feeling because we're both we're uh, both siblings. We've got siblings. We're both siblings. Yes. I don't know if you know, but I'm the middle child of the siblings. Yes, which is odd to me because you give older, like oldest brother energy. Okay, you are the oldest sibling. <laughs> yes, I right? am. Right? Do yeah. you, f that's, this is, this is actually my question. Do you feel like the oldest sibling? Absolutely. You do? Half of my conversations in therapy are about being the oldest and being, okay, so mine's a little complicated because I'm the oldest of three. So for those who don't know, my younger sisters are twins and they're younger by two years, just shy of two years. Um, I'm the oldest, but it's to twins. So you're kind of stuck in like a middle scenario, not the middle child, but you're right. stuck in the middle because it's like, there's the parents, that's two. There's the siblings that are the same age, that's two. And then there's me kind of floating in the middle where it's like, I'm not old enough to really have like the responsibility to like take care of my younger sisters because I'm that much older than them. Yeah. But then again, if there's an argument, it's always two against one because they well, like they're twins. They were like, we're in the same womb. Of course, they're going to like always stick together and be <laughs> together. So it's like, a, it was an interesting way to grow up. So I was the oldest, but I always like joke that it was like being in the middle. Were there ever times where like you played one of them against the other? I would try. It never would work. You couldn't break no, it up. No, and there, it's the twin telepathy thing that people talk about is, is it real. Is it real is really? Real. Yeah, it's, it's odd. Like they just, they were always two. It was always two against one. And, and two years is not that big of a gap. It's right. not even two years. Like they turned 25 in March and I'm not even 27 yet. So it's just shy of two years. Um, but yeah, we tried to do the whole like I babysat them quote unquote thing when I was like 13 and they were like 11. But obviously that didn't really like it didn't really work because I was so like close in age to them. But yeah, it was just interesting. I, I did feel like the oldest sibling. I always say that I was my parents test like test child. Oh, interesting. Yeah, the rules were a lot harder for me. Okay, see, as the middle child with a gap, it's like two and a half years. Mm -hmm. uh, my brother is two and a half years older, and then my sister is four and a half years younger. Oh, so that wow. was a bit of a bit of a big gap. But you just saying that about the babysitting, I'm pretty sure Ben, my older brother, ha like was assigned to babysit me once or twice, mm -hmm. and that just didn't work. Yeah, so that was exactly that was me. But the funny thing <laughs> is, like, my sisters and I play the roles of oldest, middle, and youngest, even though they're the same age. Really, that's the really interesting part. Like, we all still play the same like classic family dynamic roles of being the oldest middle and youngest even though emily's the oldest by three minutes it all still falls really? into, yeah it's really fascinating oh, that's wild. so like we'll always joke like she's the middle sibling even though, like from an outside <laughs> perspective people will be like they're the same age um but yeah we definitely all fell into into those same roles which is really interesting oh that's cool i feel i don't know if people know that do people really know that about you that i have twin sisters yeah I feel like you've, you've mentioned it. I don't like it's know not... though because like I think they might but I lived with Emily for four years and when I started yeah. TikTok I was living with my sister. For a long time people didn't know I had two sisters because Mackenzie right. was like living in Sudbury at university and then she moved to Alabama. That's the sister I went to go visit in Alabama. So yeah I guess like it's rare for the three of us all to be in the city at the same time and all like hanging out so yeah, I feel like people, if you don't, like, if you haven't been around for a long time, wouldn't know. Or people think that they're the same person. 
Which is also another thing that does happen. People do just assume there's one of them. <laughs> um, okay, so I was curious because I think I've talked about my experience playing hockey. I've talked about my concussions. I know you play soccer now, but what I want to know is what were the sports or activities or whatever that like shaped your childhood? Like what was your like, like what did the week in Jacob Morris look like as like a 14 year old? This is good because I, so I played in terms of sports and activities, Mm -hmm. which was a big part of my life, but not like there was never any like, you know, uh, it was just house league essentially. Okay. Okay. So you didn't do like travel sports or anything? No. No. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Definitely not a hockey household. Uh, did you ever play hockey no it's too dangerous I wasn't allowed (laughs) (laughs) I did play but I did play uh, we actually invented some games as kids we played side yard soccer which was two on two in between uh, our house and the neighbor's house that wasn't that's smart then there was just house league aside from that and I only played like three I think I played three summer seasons of that but other than that I was actually more of a basketball player really I know I haven't (laughs) played basketball No. Okay. Like actually, well, I was, I tried out for the high school basketball team. This is actually a funny story. It's not a funny story. I still to this day disdain my guidance counselor, who was also the basketball coach. It's a weird, like very long, weird, like I know very long story short. And I wasn't at fault for this at all. It was just like a crazy, it was just a, um, bad situation. One day I got beat up in high school and I had to go to the office and this other kid that, that did this got like ended up getting expelled because it's pretty serious <gasps> wow uh and i was like fucking had just been beat up in the middle of the cafeteria and i went to the guidance counselor's office to like wait for like i don't know whatever was gonna happen in the office and my guidance counselor came up and this is what uh why he's a bad guidance counselor he comes up and instead of like figuring out the situation he uses this opportunity to cut me from the <gasps> basketball team no he did yeah he's like jacob well, you just got beat up yeah he comes in i'm just he's like jacob. and you physically look like yeah like it wasn't like bloody super bloody or anything like but that like, but he like, knows why you're there yeah i'm a teenage <gasps> guy you know what i mean like oh i've just been God. humiliated and it's bad experience and he comes in yeah oh. and he's just like don't worry about coming to practice tomorrow. You can stay home and like rest because you're cut. I'm like, dude, you are ruthless. That's literally taking the knife and then just like twisting it. I know. Maybe that's maybe this is a therapy session. Maybe oh that's why god. I didn't play basketball really. After that. Oh my god, I wouldn't either. Uh, oh, but that's I never played. So sad. <laughs> I never. Anyway, shout out to the good guidance counselors and just remember to take care of kids, man. <laughs> Kick them when they're down. <laughs> that is so sad. Yeah, but other than that, like sports were never super. But like, serious. what about high school? Like, did, like if it wasn't sports, like I have on here, musicals or draw. Like, was there any okay, other clubs yeah. or teams you're like part of? I was like a visual arts kid through and through. It doesn't surprise so, me. So like, I was spending time. I was like doing community service hours, like basically working in the school dark room, like teaching kids how to develop film. Oh, and that that's kind of cool. Stuff. Yeah, and then all kinds of visual arts, like everything from painting to drawing to. Yeah obviously photography like i said and, and and that kind of stuff but it was really mixed because i would mm. <laughs> in the basketball days like i fully wore a headband and all that stuff. <laughs> okay so i'm gonna go into my next question that okay. i asked you because it kind of goes out of this so you're a big visual arts person so for again we've talked about it a million times in this podcast for, but for those who don't know jake and i went to the same media school at yes toronto metropolitan university the rt school of media so then what when you were going into rta was your dream job like what did you think you were going to RTA yeah. for because I don't think it was to 
be on Talking Fast and manage TikTokers? Like, no. I assume, like what was that when you were it going was to like, RTA? Well, it's interesting because like RTA is there's so many different streams that you can go into, mm-hmm. and these days that's even more true than before mm-hmm. when I was there because you can do sport media now. That was like just starting when I got there. Yep. Uh, creative Industries, which is another kind of broad-based creative program and whatnot. When I went uh, going in, I wanted to like be a director, but both like TV a film, like, oh, TV and film, and film director. Yeah. I loved TV, but like yeah. both of those, yeah. Uh, but like things change, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that I didn't want to chase those dreams anymore, but like w- in the school, I just really found that I was passionate about the business side of things. Yeah. I was always kind of leaning toward where the budgets, where yeah. all the production documents, yeah. how can we keep the logistics? Very producer out. of you. Yeah. And it's just like something that I was also good at. So, yeah. you know, I wanted to lean into that more. But it's one of those things that like, I, like a lot of jobs, I think you don't realize those jobs exist or sometimes they don't even exist yet when you're in a program like that, like when you're in a media or communications-based thing, right? Like everything's changing so rapidly. Like I didn't even know what a producer was or did. You just saw them on the credits of a movie and then you go to school and you learn about it. Exactly. Well, that's like if you are a kid and you're thinking about, oh, like what would it be like to direct a movie? The image that at least I had in my head is like you see the director's chair and you're like calling yeah, exactly. cut and action and whatnot. Right? But like there's so many different aspects mm-hmm. to that business and the other creative businesses beyond it exactly and there's so many like i mean i see it every day when working on the olympics there's the business managers to the researchers there's all there's all these different jobs that you don't realize exist until either you're in the industry or you're in school for it too yeah exactly i'm gonna jump back because i actually kind of wrote a very similar question for you Mm -hmm. that you had already just kind of asked me uh, about the childhood because I was also curious I'm just like that's a, such a time for for shaping how mm-hmm. who just someone becomes so wh- how did you spend your time in childhood and like what were the activities that shaped the mind of Sarah Jenkins? Uh, um needless to say I never liked doing one thing and that's why I kind of live in this like world now where I do like one job two jobs three like I start all these different things and projects um because I was always that way I always lived in like this torn world between sports and um like arts so not like like not like painting and stuff like that but like dramatic arts and music so uh when I was little my parents made us all take music lessons because my mom read somewhere that that makes your kids smarter so um we all got to pick an instrument we couldn't have the same instrument god forbid so I picked guitar first because I was the oldest and I got to pick first and (laughs) my one sister picked piano the other one picked violin fiddle to be specific because east coast oh, my mom okay, wanted yeah. her to be like playing the fiddle my mom mm, wanted us to be a band party vibe. yeah yeah my mom wanted us <laughs> to become a band so i started playing guitar from third grade until like like i don't know ninth grade no maybe like eighth grade then i became an angsty 13 year old and was like i don't want to take guitar lessons anymore and then i stopped so uh that was like part of my routine hockey though was my entire life i started playing hockey when i was so i figure skated first and then i hated that when you fell you got hurt mm. and the first time i went on like a hockey rink with a bunch of equipment on. I fell and I skied over to my dad. I was like, I didn't get hurt. Like, I was just so happy that I could fall and not get Did injured. Did you learn to skate on figure skates? No, I hockey, figure skated hockey in hockey skates. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Because my dad was a, a ref, like a right. hockey ref. So that's how we got into it. So hockey was my life though. Like I truly, like if you asked 10 year old me, believed I was going to be like Cassie Campbell at the Olympics. Like that was like my eat, sleep, breathe was everything hockey. Um, so I was playing competitive hockey from the time I was seven years old until just 17 until I like got all my concussions. So, and then had to like figure everything else out. But school, so that was like 
outside of school, but then in school, drama and like presentations and student council. You were student council. Okay. I was president of student council in grade seven and eight or grade eight. And then in high school, I was like, I just, I don't have time to run for president. So I was the tech officer, which was so funny because it was like VP. But what you're, is the tech officer? I, my job was to, this is the hilarious part. My job was to run all of our assemblies, make sure all like anything like social media, tech, energy, any of that was all under uh, tech. Okay. So what I would do is I created this series called Sarah's Vlogs for the fucking assemblies. And every assembly, because we used to have these like fun assemblies, would start with one of my vlogs no of like a day way. at school. Isn't that crazy? So like I, I was doing that in I high did, school. I didn't do that. I, I produced the spirit videos. Okay, our, yeah, I did the same thing. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so that was always like schools where I got like my fix of like, like filmmaking and like animation class and like I went to a really artsy school like being in school musicals and stuff. But then I still like hockey was like what drove me. At one point I was like I want to be an actor, but then no agents would take me unless I quit hockey because they were afraid you'd get injured. And so that was kind of it. But that and okay. soccer, those were my two sports. But that is so frustrating. There are people out there that I think are just like small minded in that sense. Okay, 100%. there is a there is a certain you could get injured for sure but like why use that as an excuse yeah but it's i'd say like if it was like a mix like it was like a thanksgiving dinner plate where i had a lot of like little things going on so hockey was like the main that's like the meat and potatoes but then i did like guitar singing musicals drama all of that as well you know what's so funny about the singing too is that I feel like every time you post a singing video <laughs> these days on TikTok, pe- people are like, whoa, 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 wait, what? They're like, you've been keeping this a secret? <laughs> I'm like, it's, no, I just don't want to be a singer. So I don't like publicly post on the internet all that often. Are we one day going to like find you have a burner account that you post all oh, these like no. silhouetted? Uh... <laughs> no. Oh, the, like the, oh, silhouetted. That'd be funny. No, I, uh, it's never, so I just, it's always just been for myself and for funsies. So it's fun to share though. Once in a while, like when I've like figured out a cool way to play something, it's, I don't know. I share everything about my life. So I think I'm that's share good that too, too to like not completely drop a hobby. Or, it truly uh, is just a hobby. Like it's yeah. one of those things where well, like I would okay. not care how good or bad I am at it. I have, I, I mean, we might've even talked about this on the podcast, but I think like it's so important to have hobbies and activities that mm-hmm. you don't want to turn into like a business or a full-time mm-hmm. thing or like chase a dream that's never going to be attainable. Yeah. Like just doing something for the love of doing yeah. it. Yeah. And that was like my friends who would always be like, you should do open mics. I'm like, that then makes it feel like. It's a performance. Yeah. And, I like, d- and I don't want to do that. I just like, you know, I love like pulling out my guitar around a campfire and like leading like uh, like our friends like singing in like a song or something we need those people too sarah i got a good question for you okay it's a bit of a light one but i'm curious (laughs) picture this picturing it a plane you're on has just landed and people start clapping (laughs) do you join in or what is your first feeling no (laughs) i've never clapped for a plane landing the over under on like sarah clapping would be I would say that it would be very unlikely for you to clap. Yeah, no way in hell. I get so much secondhand embarrassment of other people doing embarrassing things. Do you get upset about it though? No, I don't get upset. Like, let oh. people live their life. Like, yeah, I don't get yeah. angry. Like, whatever. I get more annoyed at the people that stand up as soon as the plane lands when you have to, like, go in order to get off the flight anyways. Like, that's, like there's so many other things about flying that piss me off that I don't care if people clap. Look, some people... I Have you ever done it? No, I vividly... I didn't... Honestly, I went on, like, two airplanes as a kid. Like, I didn't really, like grow up like flying or anything so I remember going to Disney World when I was like 10 years old and everyone started clapping when the plane landed and I turned to my dad I went why are we clapping he goes because we landed I go isn't that what's supposed to happen I was like 10 (laughs) years old and I was so confused so logical so logical but no I I don't 
If I have, it's satirical. Wait, Clapper? <laughs> I don't remember. No, he's not a cop. But my friends and I did it satirically when we were going to Cuba. Okay. Only because if you'd followed my Instagram stories, we our flight had got canceled. We had to stay at a hotel, like whole extra day. There was just all this stuff that happened. So when we clapped, it was more of a, yeah, we finally, finally. made it. So only satirically. How about you? I've clapped once or twice. <laughs> I don't do it often. But you know what? The miracle of flight and the miracle of landing. That's true, though. Pretty cool. If I was on, <laughs> if I was on a private jet, I would clap every time we landed because those things go down so often. Those things are terrifying. I would not. Those if private you, <laughs> jets are so scary. Yeah, there's a lot more turbulence. You know what makes me feel better? I have a friend, Mike, and Mike is a private jet mechanic. So I just is Mike good at his job? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to know something crazy? My grandfather built a jet, like built a plane. Is, was he like my an grandfather, aerospace engineer no, or just did No, it? my grandfather was a couples counselor, but he is so Wait, freaking what? smart. My bumpa is the smartest person I've ever met. And he, um, uh, also a TMU grad, he, um, <laughs> he was a counselor, like a psychologist. And then he was also a race car driver um, in another life. And then he built an Poor airplane guy. because he just wanted to build an airplane. Some people build like birdhouses. Yeah, I know. He built a full blown airplane and then he used to, I, he got Did rid of it before like I ever flew in it, but he sold it to somebody. But yeah, he built an airplane like from scratch. Good for him. I'm like, how did you even begin to do that? He goes, you just buy a couple books. You learn how to build an airplane. <laughs> I was, it's crazy. That's such a Next on your uh, to read list is a, uh, is aerospace engineering. Aerospace uh, engineering. Yeah, absolutely not. I don't think I ever would have trusted going on that plane, but Hey, props to him. Um, Jacob Morris, I would like to know if money wasn't an issue, like if I gave you a billion dollars, whatever, like all the money you ever need to live the quality of life that you want to for the rest of your life, mm -hmm. how would you live your days? Like what would you do with your time? Because you're a busy body like me, so. I probably wouldn't change that much, to be honest. You'd still work, even with all the money in the world. Yeah, I, a lot of people have, you know what, I contribute to an RRSP, uh, a retirement savings plan like most people do or should. Uh, however, I don't have any plans to retire. Yeah, I don't have any plans to retire either. <laughs> but okay, that makes sense. I don't think, I think I'd be uncomfortable if, I'd maybe work a little bit less or I'd probably maybe care a little bit less if you had a billion dollars. Yeah. Let's be honest. That's true. If you care a little, that's But you true. know what? It might also help just like in work performance. Like if we were quoting for a job, for example, and I had a billion dollars in the bank, I'd just be like, uh throw it a wild number <laughs> or else you're like or i'll just give you the money sarah <laughs> <laughs> i start paying you to like promote deep and delicious cakes yeah exactly okay that's interesting you still work i think so yeah i think i'll be like a would you do anything more charitable though like would you spend your time I, like no? well yeah i guess it depends on like the uh how the money is given to me i guess like if it's just covering my expenses like but if i have access to it to do things yeah i'd probably be way more charitable I'm, i like to donate to charities i have a, i've got a list of of my, my go-to's every year shout out uh, the so ms society of canada jacob donated to my ms walk page you can too yeah I'd, I'd probably start a mental health organization actually that'd be good yeah probably tie in running somehow and then maybe i just like run around doing that literally run around doing it yeah, that's something that I'm, I'm probably most passionate about in terms of like care or yeah. uh, charitable organizations and whatnot. But you know what? If you have a billion dollars, you should probably also put not a have of, a billion dollars. Yeah, put a lot of time it. into figuring out how to give that away yeah. in productive ways exactly. that aren't necessarily charity that are going to set up your community for a better world. You should be a politician if you have a billion dollars and you have all this time. That's a great answer. Be one of the 150 million mayor 
candidates that we have. Yeah, here did in you see Toronto. the last the elections coming up, and the last per, or uh, the last entity to uh, become a candidate for mayor is a dog. Really? Yeah. Is it Brooklyn? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Sarah, I got one for you coming up here. I, you know, I'm just curious because the May long weekend is coming up, and I know that you have plans to go out east. Correct. Where is the cottage? What's the cottage status? I know that there are like light renovation plans, design plans. It's really a two-parter. One, what's coming up in terms of the cottage? And two, what are your long-term plans when it comes to being a place that you can maybe spend time with family or friends? Hmm, That's good. That's a good question. Um, Short-term plans is when I get there, (laughs) I didn't want to drive with my parents. So my parents are driving like the 19 hours and I'm flying to Moncton at the time that they will be crossing through Moncton <laughs> so that they can pick me up. Love you, mom and dad, but I don't want to sit in the backseat with your two massive dogs. So they will pick me up in Moncton. We're going to go to the cottage and rip out all the flooring. Ooh. Yeah, that's going to be like the first thing we do. Um, we're ripping out all the flooring. I think we're going to try and dig out the fire pit this week. We're also going to paint a bunch of stuff. So that's like the first step. Um, the issue is contractors are so backed up because there was a hurricane that went through um, oh, right. the East Coast earlier this year. So um, obviously their priority should be helping people that literally don't have like half of their house because it's been like ripped yeah. apart. So uh, we're going to do a lot of like cosmetic stuff ourselves this year just to see how we like it before we do anything like ripping down walls or anything crazy like that. Um I'll probably be there a handful of times this year. My summer's gotten pretty busy, but long-term plans with it. Uh, it's now like our family cottage, I guess you could say, but my parents' plan is to retire out on the East Coast. Now, whether that means we have a few acres, whether that means they're building another property on that on those acres or they're buying me out. I'd like, that's, we, like, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, but currently I am a direct 50% owner and then my parents split the other 50% of the property. So yeah, I think their plan would more likely be to build something else. And then that dwelling becomes like more so like mine and what my, like what I use, but yeah, long-term plans. Um, I'd love to be in a position where I can like spend a few weeks out there, like at a time we just got internet so that's exciting so uh but i don't currently work in a job that allows you to work from home from another province so (laughs) it's it's just it's the truth so i if i did like my sister like she'll go spend like three weeks out there this summer because she can work remotely from there so ideally if i could do that eventually that'd be amazing but yeah my mom like made this comment the other day she wants to start a christmas tree farm when she moves out there i'm like great june you go do that yeah yeah. It's going to be a whole Hallmark movie. Yeah, that's the, what, uh, oh my God, our, my friend Regan said that yesterday. She goes like, oh my God, it sounds like a Hallmark movie. And she goes, your mom's name is June? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but yes, I want to spend more time out there. I, I plan very spontaneous trips out there though. Like I'll be out there at least five times this summer. It just like depends. I right. just don't know And when. this is kind of the first season anyway. Of yeah, because like really last year we bought it, it in July. So this is our first like full summer. But lots on the East Coast. Um, I'd love to like do more stuff on the East Coast too. Like I'd love for us to do like an event or something out there because like, I love Halifax so yeah. much and I'd love to like, I don't know, merge that a little more, like not just do stuff in Toronto. So. Live podcasts? Does live have podcast? a uh, venue hookup? If anybody wants a live podcast, Jacob and I really want to do a live podcast in case anyone's wondering. We haven't verbally said it, but we really want to do one. Yes. So if anyone would like to attend one. And not just in Halifax. Anywhere. We'll go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you've got grocery store danishes, <laughs> Then I'm you coming. can find Jacob there. <laughs> What's the status in your cottage? Same question. 
Reverse uh, Uno. Exciting times. So our permit got approved uh, for building on Friday, so a few days ago. And That's we exciting. start clearing the trees in like two days. That's crazy that you're watching, like that you're building something legitimately from scratch. Yeah, it's just like a, an empty lot on a lake with nothing on it but trees and rocks and all kinds of stuff right now. And it's been like a two, when did we get it? A year and a half long yeah. process or more now? Yeah. We're like getting close. I can't believe it's already so. been that long. I know wild and now you're finally how long will it take to actually build it well this is the thing i don't know we we it's kind of the opposite in ontario here it seems that all the teams are kind of ready to go and build things which is really exciting um but worst case a year best case who knows best case Less who than knows that. <laughs> um i just are you still doing the sunken couch situation the yes seven, okay oh, i can't absolutely. wait to see the sunken couch as i invite myself over yes but also we can like just do cottage trades. I'll give you the keys. Let's and do it. Let's we'll just do a swap. Let's set that up. It's like a, it's like when they used to do house swap or those TV shows on HGTV. Oh, classic. Yep. Okay. Where's your happy place? Ooh, is it? I have a very similar question. So maybe we can just use this. Yeah. As happy place. Okay. Do you mean like uh, in my mind or if, like an actual place? You can take it however you want it. Okay. I feel like I might have talked about this on the podcast before, though, but like my go to Zen in place in my mind, if like I'm going to have a panic attack or something like that uh, and I need to zone out or if I'm just like looking for a little moment of calm mm -hmm. is a beach at the cottage that I actually grew up on. Okay. Yeah, a nice little beach out front there. And it was very commonplace. So just like a nice breeze. I kind of envision, imagine myself there. Mm -hmm. The one time I did that and like it worked. And that's why I think I continued Continue that. Continue to do it. Yeah. Uh, I went to, I'm not a big like rides guy, like amusement park rides. Mm. And I went to, uh, Canada's wonderland shout out for Don't the first go time there. ever. I've only been once and I went <laughs> and there was, it was like a rainy day. So it was, there weren't that many people there. Yeah. No lines to wait for a ride. So we did like six back to back to back to back to back. Mm -hmm. Got really, really sick. And then on that like sixth ride, it was like one of the spinny ones where you're kind of standing in a cage oh, in a circle. Oh my God, you Spinning can't. in a circle. And then it tips you up. Nope. Like, Could not catch me on one of those. And centrifugal force to push you against the back. Mm -mm. I felt so... I, I legitimately thought I was going to die. I, so I, I, in that moment, I was like, I have to go to a happy place to be able to, to, to withstand this right now. Oh my God. So I just imagined myself on the beach and kind of completely disassociated for that, the rest of the ride. And it worked. Oh my God. Um, if it was a physical place though. The cottage that's to be built. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perhaps. I don't know. It's not there yet. So, so maybe not. Yeah. Uh, but I do like maybe not a specific body of water, but swimming. I love swimming. Just oh, jumping really? in a lake, jumping in a pool and kind of mm. just like going over, swimming around. Feels Interesting. Good. A lot of people don't like open water, but like. But yeah, I don't mind open water. I just not a huge swimming person in general. I don't yeah. like getting my hair wet. <laughs> what, what about you? Because I kind of wrote the exact same question in different words, but like, let's just use the same one. What is your happy place? I um, I would just say, okay, so I think it has to do with water too, because when I lived in Coburg, there was like this rock beach that was at like the end of a drive, like uh, of the street that I used to babysit on. And it was like where I would always drive to, like if I needed to think about something or if I was like really stressed or being angsty, I would go drive, park there. And like it was private because Coburg had a really great beach but this was like a private separate rock beach that yeah. kind of only the locals knew about had a pathway down and i would just go sit there and just like stare at the water um and then now though i have like a cottage which is like like that as well so whenever i'm like near water i feel very calm so even like yesterday wasn't feeling great so i just want to walk along the waterfront in toronto so 
just throw in my music and like zone out. So I, I don't really know if it's like a specific place as much as it's like being near bodies of water is very calming to me. And I think that's where I like can take a deep breath. Yeah. Okay. That kind of leads into one other question that I did have too. Cause I feel like we're somewhat similar in this, but maybe we can dive into a little bit like introverts versus extroverts. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes I feel like in my mind it can go either way for mm-hmm. myself. So curious what you it's think. Cause we're about- Gemini's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was kind of the question. Cause you, you answered a little bit, but like, where do you feel the most energized? And then mm. uh, where do you feel that you can like relax and recharge it? for some people recharging they can go out dancing and that's like a recharge for them and their batteries yeah no I'm I'm definitely I like I am an extrovert like I'm an extroverted person but I'm an extrovert that's like it's like I got a battery pack and I gotta like go recharge it by myself um so for me honestly like that's why I try to zip out east as much as I can because now like last summer that place became such like a sanctuary for me to be able to like recharge like I can kind of go at my own pace there's no like I have responsibilities but not really like I can just like go walk along the beach for as many hours as I want not think about anything and that's a really good place to recharge when I'm in the city recharging for me looks like reading a book getting off my phone um just like sitting in silence by myself or listening to music by myself and just not talking like does anyone does it ever uh happen to you if you're like you need that recharge but you're in a situation where Mm -hmm. you're expected to be extroverted and people think you're upset uh yeah and I'd say I've gotten a lot better it's so funny one of the questions that we got about this podcast episode when I had asked people like what they want to hear from us and someone said Sarah you've been working on boundaries you've talked a lot about working on boundaries this year and how has that helped you that's that's one of the boundaries I've been working on and part of that is is now I used to even if I was drained dead as recently as let's say last summer, I was running to events doing this and I probably wasn't putting my best version of myself forward and I didn't like that. Right. And whether it was like with new people or my friends and like, I don't know, I just felt like I wasn't putting my best version of myself forward because I was so drained and I wasn't allowing myself that time to recharge. Whereas now um, I say no to so many things now. Like I'm not afraid to say no to things. Even if I want to do them, just if I need that time, I'm really good at like checking in. Like even I was stressed because... I'm going to a concert tonight and we were going to go to dinner before and I was like going to do it and like because the expectation of it but then I was like no I can't like I can if I cancel that dinner then I will feel so much better about bringing my best self to the podcast and then being able to go back and take some time to get ready before and I'll just overall be less stressed and I won't have that like anxious feeling following me through the rest of the night. And sometimes I think that it, this is for me at least making drawing those boundaries feels like you're disappointing other people. Hundred percent, always. When in reality, you're like you just said, you're setting yourself up to yeah. actually be able to offer those people or those situations like the energy that they probably exactly. Deserve. And well, and even like things like like going out now and stuff. I really only dedicate like one night now of like a weekend to like really like going out for like dancing and having fun. I love going out with my friends, but all of us have kind of just started doing like one big night out a week if we're going to do that. And like, we all just have so much more fun on that one night instead of me like drawing myself so thin, bouncing around and doing all these things. It's so you said disappointment. I always felt that I was like, I'm disappointing people if I don't show up to something, whatever. But it's like, you're only disappointing yourself if you're not bringing your best self forward so now just allowing myself the time to charge if that means a night of just not saying no to a concert that someone invites me to and instead just like sitting on my couch and like watching Bridgerton or whatever it is like that's like what I allow myself to do now (laughs) 
welcome back to our mailbag segment where Ev, it's not called mailbag. I fucking call it mailbag every single week. It's okay. fully written in our document as mailbag. <laughs> I want that to be known. Let's start again. Welcome back to our voicemail segment where every week we answer your questions, give advice. Uh, after a nice little chat, we're now going to not talk about ourselves and try to talk about things that will help out other people. Maybe? We got almost a what do you want from us, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> voicemail question number one. Biggest advice for recent university or college graduates. Um, I think I've talked about this before and I don't know if it was in a TikTok video or on the podcast. It all blurs together in my brain now. Uh, just like take the trip to Europe, take the time off. My one, it's not really a regret because I guess it's what got me to where I am in my career now. But like I literally left my last university exam and went and walked straight into my first full-time job. Like I did not have a break and I was always so envious of my friends that went and traveled for two months or whatever because we're in the same spot now like it's not like I really got any further ahead or any of that like I just didn't I was always like next 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 thing need the full-time job need this that and I wish I had of just someone who told me to like breathe me taking a few months off to like have a truce one final summer because then you don't get summer biggest you don't get summers anymore when you're an adult it's just like it's just work all the time it all blurs together unless you're a teacher so it's I would just take the time because you don't get that time ever again in your life. That was going to be my advice, but from a slightly different perspective, because mm-hmm. when I graduated, I very much did not have a job coming out of university and I had to end up moving back home for like a month. Uh, so I had that's that totally time. Fine. I had that, exactly. I had that time off, but it's just like, I was worried about it. And if I could go back and give myself advice in that moment, I would just say like, don't worry about it. It's first yeah. of all. You're at the very beginning of a very long journey that is your life. I know. You're so young. And you have a lot of options and stuff will work out. You know what I mean? And that's what I would say to myself and probably to anyone else is that like whether you have a job lined up and you want to take that time off, like you said, do it. If you don't have a job and you're worrying about it, don't worry. It'll all work out eventually. Like it's, you're so young. Like when you graduate university or college, you're like 22. I thought I was so old. I thought I was so old and mature and whatever. And I had this chip on my shoulder and all of this. And like looking back, I'm like, you were a baby as a little baby. So yeah, just chill out. You don't need to get a job right out of school. You can work part-time. You can try to figure out what you want to do. You could completely change. I know a lot of people that completely changed. They finished their undergrad and they went and did something wildly different. Exactly. Completely change. You can go back to school. You can do whatever you want. Just like don't put yourself on the pressure of comparing to other people who get jobs right out of school because it's not fair to do yourself. Yeah. Okay, Jacob. Next question. What is our favorite thing about having the podcast? Ooh, okay. I thought about this one for a little while and I was like, oh, I wonder what it is. What What is my favorite thing? Because there are a lot of good things. But I think for me, and this is like when we have a guest, not a great example today. <laughs> uh, but when we have a guest, you get nervous. Yeah, nervous. always. I get nervous always too. But I like that a little bit. It and means you care. Yeah. And it's also, it's also the, uh, like the unknown of okay i have this list of questions Mm -hmm. we're about to have a conversation with someone that i've most of the time never met never had any experience Mm -hmm. with but you know by the end of it those nerves are obviously gone because we've kind of broken into an interesting conversation and Mm -hmm. and just yeah getting to know different people and and their perspectives on different things and 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 proving to myself week over week that like the nerves aren't something to get in the way of doing something that's that's interesting it never comes through either but it just means you care like yeah. if you're not nervous, you don't care. I think my favorite part has been, hmm. I mean, I, I I view this as like from a producer perspective. So for those that are listening, I edit the podcast and something that's really kind of crazy that I'm able to do is I, when I watch us, like, so me editing this right now does not see it as like 
myself in the seat I like very much edit it from like my producer perspective I don't really see it as myself but it's been really cool then because I can objectively look at our progress and see like between you Uh. and I how far we've come as like hosts whatever it's like one of the first projects because I was so nervous launching this I was so like in my head about it but now being able to see how much we've grown through interviews through um just our own banter us discussing things and our confidence that's been the coolest part for me to see my favorite part has been like seeing the growth and progression oh that is an interesting perspective yeah voicemail question number three what's the biggest thing you've struggled with so far in 2023 and overcome um there's a few I've had like a it's probably like not known to people but I've actually had a really I've probably had the roughest mental health like past five months of my life which is like not something I really share on the internet or not something I really share about in general but I was asked this like big comment of like like life-altering question at the end of the year my last therapy session of 2022 that really like made me spiral and I just like was it was like who am I why am I here but like all of the like big whatever questions and that's where like when I talk about so much about working on boundaries and whatever and working myself it's truly I'm in like for lack of a better term, like a selfish era right now. And I have to be just due to the fact that I'm like trying to figure out like, sounds so like big and huge, like who I am. Um, And so I've been really, I've been really struggling. There's been deep rooted trauma to be honest and stuff that I never talked about or addressed like years ago that happened to me that come back now. And now I'm like finally crying about them for the first time and that type of stuff. Stuff I thought I got over. So I've been kind of going through it a little bit like but all in like a good way like all in a way that it feels like progress like not in a like I'm in my room sad and crying every day it's in a in a way I don't know it's just I'm working on myself and I'm feeling in this like I can feel the change happening I don't know how to explain it like I'm in yeah this. and so that, I'm in that era that's like something's about to change I think I, well congratulations for that then too because that's I know that that is a tough go yeah. but so important and it mm-hmm. is like it it's it's not it's you can understand it when you're looking at the work that you're doing that this is positive for you but that doesn't mm. make it easier to kind of Ex- trudge exactly through. like oh my god last week I was crying in therapy and I was like and my therapist made this comment about like this is great like this is the beginning of us like figuring this out and I went I like screamed I'm like the like beginning, the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I cried about it and then we move on and she's like that's the problem <laughs> so yeah. it's like and I move on so I, it's I know it's for the better and I can feel like I can feel myself like caring less about what people have been thinking about me like all this stuff like Jacob knows because I would text him about it a lot like in January I was like really in my head about that stuff and even to now like I like I am so it's off my like I don't care which has been so freeing and I've really noticed that in the past little while but there's just now other things so I'm seeing the progress it's just like you can't go over you can't go under you gotta go through it kind of thing so yeah um hoping that like in the next I don't know in the next few months I see even more progress of it but yeah it's just been we've been going through it so we're trekking along we love to hear it we yeah love to hear how it. about you uh well mine is <laughs> i feel like i should have gone first <laughs> i know you my- probably should have <laughs> <laughs> so mine- i've had the worst year of my life how about you i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh well mine is mine okay i had for the longest time on my to-do list booking the dentist and i finally <laughs> did it recently 
Listen, some of us overcome really difficult. It's okay. It's okay because right health. now it's just not the era you're in. Maybe you went through yours years ago era. when I was like, <laughs> you might have been going through your tough mental health years ago when I was like spending every night at Rock and Horse. Like it's just 100%. like we're all in different eras of our life, and that's totally fine. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not going to compare myself against anyone. That's right. That's a good. That's a good point. Uh, but it was something. I spent so much time in a dentist's chair as a kid. Okay, me too. And I'm super anxious about it. I should go to the dentist and I don't. I avoid it. Yeah. So, okay. Maybe add it to your to-do list and like deal with that a year from now because that's what <laughs> I did. And anyway. Did you feel better me- after? Yeah, I feel better. I th- I'm actually in like pretty good shape, uh, better than I thought. And I only have a couple of fillings that need to happen, but mm. otherwise pretty good. And that's happening next week. So if anyone wants to uh, send me uh, some... What are you trying to solicit? Uh, just like good thoughts. <laughs> oh, good thoughts. I thought you were going to ask for like, solicit. someone wants to send me some mouthwash or like, I thought you were asking for free stuff. <laughs> A Crest sponsorship, whatever it might be. No. Jacob loves the dentist now. No, just no. good just good thoughts and positive vibes for my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Do you go to one of those dentists that has a TV when you, that you can watch? Okay, so I just switched dentists because I didn't like my old one. I also... And mm. they do have a TV. Oh, see that. My cool. dentist also looks exactly like Andrew Garfield. If anyone knows really? who this is, <gasps> you probably wow, know ladies, you should drop the dentist name. So then, I creeped him a little bit, and uh, like he's Andrew like Garfield, like a really? Oh, of course he is. Okay, never mind, ladies. We're trying to hook you up with the dentist. They have a. If it doesn't work out, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, well, thank you for joining us for this little. I keep calling it solo. Our little duo adventure. Let us know if you liked our conversation and if you learned something new about us. I learned some new stuff about Jacob. I think you learned some new stuff about me. I did. And we will see you next Wednesday, as always. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.